What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Running and Gunning Podcast with your host, Justin Sinan. Stoked to have you joining us today. Uh, got a lot of cool stuff to go over. Going to keep this one a little shorter than normal. Um, this one's just going to be a season update, uh, kind of like what I've been experiencing with the rut. I've uh, been having some great hunts lately, just haven't sealed the deal on uh, a buck that I'm after. Um, got a couple great deer uh, on camera. But uh, I've only seen one of them, uh, you know, when I'm actually hunting just from a ways off. But it's been good. Um, we we're going to have a guest tonight, uh, but things just kind of fell through. So we're going to we're going to catch up with them next week. And I uh, wanted to kind of go over a couple things with like this most recent hunt that I had um, on November 5th. And it was just just an awesome hunt. Uh, and it, I think a lot of you guys will have something to take away from it. So start off uh i walked down into this new section of the farm let's just let's say i'm kind of working my way around the farm and um it's it's kind of different you know you're breaking down a new piece of ground you know like you know on our last podcast with cody we talked about how you know you can do all the e-scouting you want but nothing really compares to when you're actually hunting it and you understand how the deer are using the land and um I felt really good about this set. I hunted it in the evening. I walked down in there and I found some good sign. And to me, it just looked like a perfect spot to set up. And it was right on the edge of where you would have a, a kind of like a cedar thicket, but not really a thicket. Let's just call it like a little clump of cedars kind of right on the edge of a, a CRP field. And on the backside, it was all open hardwoods. So to me, I really like that edge, right? I, that's what I really like to focus on and look for. And uh, I hunted it in the evening, and I saw a couple does, and uh, that was pretty much it. And I, I was able to observe the way that they were accessing the property and or the, accessing this little section, pretty much. And what they were doing was coming up this hill, and they were looping into the cedars, and they were using the cedars kind of as cover. And I took a lot away from that because, I mean, you know, I don't know if you guys have heard about this or not, but uh, you want to try to look for those areas where, you know, a deer's got some like shade. I I've always heard that a lot of bigger bucks really like to kind of stay in the shade, just kind of like how we should be hunting. You know, you don't want to skylight yourself or stay out in the open. So I had a feeling, you know, maybe it would be more of a morning spot than an evening spot. So I, I went down in there in the morning and uh, man... It was one of those mornings where like shit's just not going right, you know. I go down in the woods, um, basically from the top of the hill, it's like an open grass field. So I'm able to to drop down into this area through the grass field and then come straight down the hill in the hardwoods and get into my stand. And um I thought I'd be able to find my tree pretty easily. Well, this doe, I, I'm imagining it was a doe. That's kind of what I figured by the way she was blowing at me. So what she did, uh, she kind of trotted off as soon as I got near, you know, the hardwood edge. And I let her let her run and she stopped. And I was like, okay, well, she's still kind of like, probably let's call it like 100 yards away. Well, I'm creeping down in there. And as you guys know, you know, in the hardwoods, it's nothing but crunchy leaves. There wasn't, wasn't any recent rain we've had here in Kentucky. So... I, uh, I got, you know, this, this tactic from another friend of mine and he said, 
He's like, man, when you're going in the woods, especially like during the rut kind of phase, just keep your grunt call with you. And, and when you're going down through the woods, if one blows at you, just hit your grunt tube. So she, uh, decided to blow at me one time and I grabbed the grunt, uh, the grunt tube out of my pack. It was just easy to get to in the dark and I didn't have my headlamp on. So I started trotting down the hill, kind of like how you would, you know, you you guys have heard deer walking. So I tried to imitate a deer and grunted and she didn't blow at me and uh, it was kind of cool. And I'm like, okay, well maybe I'm going to get away with this. And I got all the way down to where my stand was and I can't find the freaking tree. <laughs> and I'm kind of, kind of like getting a little frustrated. I'm like, oh man, where's this tree? About that time where I'm kind of like pacing back and forth, she knew that something was up. So she's blowing at me again. And I mean, this time she's like really going at it. So I uh, turn my headlamp on, you know, my red light and I'm just trying to find this tree. About a minute later, I finally found it and she pretty much blew out the whole area. And I was kind of discouraged, but you know, it's the rut and you can't let you can't let that get to you. Like, you know, the woods, there's more than one deer in the woods, right? Well, I get set up, I get up in my tree, get all my gear, you know, I'm ready to go. And another doe comes in at dark. Um, she didn't really pick up on me or, or anything. She didn't win me. She was really close to my tree and, um, she moved off probably a gray light. Like I could barely see her. Right. And then I would say around like 620, I saw antlers. Uh, on the corner of the field right where I had watched those does the night before and I was like okay so I got excited I got ready I saw long tines right and a big body so I was kind of thinking it was a shooter and um by for a lot of you know people's standards it was a shooter I mean I completely thought that I was getting ready to to punch my tag got the camera set up cameras rolling um, and he comes in the the thickness of like the cedars and finally loops around and he's going to come into the, a little bit more open so I can get a shot and something just didn't feel right. I don't know. Something just kind of came over me and he was a great deer, but I've kind of, I've killed a few deer that were like him. He was a nice eight pointer. Um, I'm sure some of you guys have seen my story and know what the buck looked like. Um, and he was great. And I mean, I, I thoroughly had like an awesome time watching this buck and he came in, he kind of caught my ground scent, but it didn't blow him out of there. And, uh, he came literally to the base of my tree and, uh, couldn't figure out what was up, came through and trotted off. And then about the time he left the woods, another nice buck shows up. And this is like a really mature 10 pointer and, uh, just had short tines and, after seeing him in person, I was like, man, he's really not that impressive. Like I, I really looked at him and I've had my sights set on this deer for my wife to kill him. So I kind of, I get, I had a shot at him. It was probably like 30, 35 yards, but it's not really what I look for. I really try to keep my, my shots 30 and under and it just, uh, was awesome. I mean, he came in, there was another little buck with him. So I'm just having a blast. I mean, there's just action. And it kind of tapered off after that. But what my takeaway was, you know, just because things aren't going right doesn't mean that it's the end of your hunt. And I, I hope that, you know, some of you guys can, maybe if you get in that scenario 
it'll help encourage you to just keep pressing on. Cause I know sometimes, you know, we get in those situations and our minds kind of go to, you know, the drift and it's like, oh man, like my morning's over before it even started. Right. But you know, that's, that's just how it goes sometimes. I mean, it was a dead quiet morning. It's really hard to be, you know, quiet and, and it is what it is, but the hardwoods have been extremely productive for me recently. Um, I've, I haven't really hunted as much field edge stuff this evening. I hunted a field edge, had a ton of activity. Um, didn't see any shooters, but it's, it's been a great season. I've got two really good deer on camera that I'd like to kill. And I've got one buck that I saw, uh, earlier last week. Um, when I, I observed him like out in the field where I was hunting this evening. So I was kind of hoping he might show up this evening, but that didn't happen. But, um, it's been great. Uh, I hope you guys are having some luck and, you know, it's that magic time of the year, man. We all look forward to this and it's just been a blast, you know, and I I guess to transfer into kind of like rut tactics, um, I've been really focusing on hunting in the mornings and then, or hunting in the evenings, I should say, I'll go move, hang a set and I'll hunt in the evening and then return in the morning and hunt that. And, uh, it's been good. You know, I've been really breaking apart this property and, um, I think it's just a matter of time before something goes on. But right now it's, you know, November 9th, uh, while I'm recording this and I feel like tomorrow it's going to be a dynamite day. November 10th is, is always a really good, good date. And I think, uh, I wanted to touch on something that, you know, I've heard from a few other guys recently and it makes a lot of sense. I know, for me, when I was a younger guy, I always used to focus so much on dates, right? And like, oh, well, this date is great, this and that. It's like, oh, I've killed deer on this day and that day. And that's good and all. And and it is, you know, it's November. It's that magic time. Really, it could happen any day for us. But the thing that I want you guys to try to focus on is the the weather fronts that we're getting. You know, you need to focus on when we get these cold snaps, you know, it's been really hot here in Kentucky. It was 82 yesterday. Today was 65. So between that and, you know, the cold fronts and the the really high pressure uh, days are the, the days that we're going to get those really good movements. Another thing I wanted to touch on was out-of-the-box tactics. I was talking with a good friend of mine, and, and he's had some success with decoying. And for me, I've always wanted to decoy a buck. I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent on doing it, right? Like I feel like you kind of need to know a little bit about the target buck that you're killing, like because not every deer is going to be a fighter, and you can do a lot of harm with a decoy just as much as you can do good. I've learned over the years from using decoys, even though I haven't been successful. I've learned a lot that it scares a lot of deer away. So that's kind of on my mind of, do you want to use a decoy or not? And then you get into the aspect of, do you use a buck decoy or a doe decoy? So me and my friend were talking about that and, and he recommended that I should be using a doe decoy right now and not a buck for the fact of, you know, let's just call it, you're a guy, you know, you only get like this month to hook up, right? 
wouldn't you rather go pursue a girl than pursue a fight? You know, I'm sure that there's bucks out there that are going to be just looking for a fight. And those are the really aggressive, big dominant bucks, but not every big deer out there is a dominant buck. So you really need to kind of like tread lightly in the waters of using a decoy on. And it's also a pain in the ass, you know, you're hauling this thing in, they're noisy, they're bulky. Um, you got to do a lot of prep. You got to make sure that, you know, a deer's a lot of times when they get up to them and they realize that it's not a, a actual buck, they blow out of there. So if you're hunting a field and there's a high deer density, you can do a whole lot, you know, more harm than good sometimes. So I'm not telling you not to do it. I'm just kind of giving my two cents on it. Um, it's, it's a, a kind of a high risk, high reward situation. It also depends on what state you're in. I mean, you know, if you're in the Midwest, I think it, it has a lot more benefit. Um, you know, in, in the Eastern states and stuff, it can, in the South, I think it's, it's kind of a more risky than it is, you know, in the Midwest. So if you guys are out there thinking about using a decoy, give it a try. Um, I know a lot of guys really talk highly of the, you know, Dave Smith decoys. If you haven't heard of them, they're really expensive. Um, but man, they look super real. Uh, I have a boss buck decoy and I've had some small bucks come into it. Never had any big ones, but you know, it's just that visual. So I hope, I hope that can help some of you guys. You know, it's, it's one of those things It's a catch 22. Uh, like I said, you know, Give it a try. Let let me know how it goes for you. Hopefully, I'm sure some of you guys out there listening have had luck with with uh with the decoy, and you know that's great. I've really I've really wanted to film you know uh, a kill over a decoy. I think it's an awesome thing, and it's, it makes it kind of more exciting. But the next thing I want to talk about is sense. I don't know how many of you guys use estrus, um, but I, I really have kind of shied away from using it. Um, it seems to me that a lot of deer kind of stick their nose up in the air at it. And I, I feel like they almost kind of have a sixth sense that it's really not, you know, real. Um, I think the younger bucks, you've got a better chance of killing a younger buck. But I really haven't had much success with a mature buck coming into estrus. When I was younger, um, I used some... I bumped a bunch of deer out of a doe bedding area one time and I thought to myself, I had a bottle of tinks with me and, uh, I decided I was going to just spread the bottle of it all over the place. Right. And I had a couple wicks and hung them up. And in a half hour, I had this buck come out of the bottom, just checking for it. Now he wasn't a giant. He was a great three-year-old buck. And I did shoot him. It was actually like my first decent buck with a bow. I was super thrilled with it. But if you guys are looking to get like a really mature deer, I kind of feel like the older bucks, especially maybe on public where they've been around a lot of people that have used a lot of sense, they kind of have a sixth sense that, you know, I need to stay away from there. It's probably a hunter. And that's just my two cents on it, guys. I mean, you know, if... If you've had luck, let me know. I mean, I, I would love to to hear. Um, I, I think it's a great thing to, to put in some scrapes and stuff, but I don't think it's like, hey, go throw out this estrus and you're going to have a giant coming to you. Um, 
another thing I really wanted to uh, to get on was when we are hunting the rut, uh, just, you know, you're going to get in these ebbs and flows. We're going to have times where you're going to have tons and tons of deer activity, and then there's going to be times where it's a ghost town. Um, you know, there's a friend of mine in, in uh, Virginia, you know, is messaging me today and he's like, man, I haven't seen a deer in three days. And I told him, I said, you know, I, I've been there before, man. And it's like, you just got to keep hunting because it can all change on a dime. You know, the next day could be the day. Um, I think, you know, these bucks, they get into that lockdown phase and a lot of times it's, uh, it's hard to kill them, you know, when they're in that transition of, being locked down with a doe, uh, you know, you, those are the kind of times where you really got to find those thick areas and get into the really thick spots. And you, you're, we're kind of getting into that right now between the 10th to the, you know, let's call it the, the 17th, I guess. Um, depending on where you're at in the country, uh, for Kentucky, I, I feel like it happens like that every year. And I've learned from my cameras, that I've seen a lot of bucks that are with the does right now. A lot of the older bucks are with the does. A lot of, and just like this evening, it's a perfect example of it. I, I noticed, I saw a ton of young bucks, but I didn't see any big ones, you know, and I was overlooking a whole field. I feel like if they were around, I should have seen them. Um, but, you know, it's it's hunting, man. We, you, you just got to do what you got to do, and you got to get out there. There's going to be good days. There's going to be bad days, just like, you know, the whole season goes like that, but. The rut's one of my favorite times. I know a lot of a lot of my friends kind of hate the rut, uh, just for the fact of deer running. But I've had a lot of luck, and I think a lot of us, you know, look forward to this time of year. This is like the magic time. We've got rifle season coming up here in Kentucky this weekend. Um, it's it's going to be a dynamite day. I know last year I had my best day of hunting was the opening day of rifle. I, and I, I'm going to, I'm going to touch on that. So I don't know how many of you guys are, are going to be just strictly bow hunting, you know, but for me last year, I bow hunted during rifle. And what I tried to focus on was these big funnel areas, because a lot of these deer, we're going to have so many people in the woods and a lot of these guys aren't going to be using the wind. A lot of these guys aren't going to be, you know, as, uh, you know, methodical as we might be, you know, in the woods. So you're going to have a lot of deer running. It's, it's going to be the rut and you're going to have guns going off. So it's just chaos. Try to put yourself in an area where you've got all these deer that'll, it'll kind of funnel them even, you know, Prime example, it is the rut, and I'm sure a lot of, you know, you guys have heard over and over, focus on the runnels, or focus <laughs> focus on the funnels, and, uh, you know, that's where the deer are going to be moving at, and it's especially true on opening day rifle. Um, it's it's a, a challenging day, uh, you know, I know a lot of, uh, a lot of guys, you know, don't really want to don't really want to go down deep in the funnels and stuff like that, but I'm telling you, it's worth it. Um, I've tried to go ahead and, and set a stand in there ahead of time just to make it a little easier to slip in and out. And it really made a difference last year. One of the other things that I really wanted to touch on was using your cameras right now to try to lock down on 
a good buck that's going to come off of these does that where he might be in lockdown right now. All right. He's going to go through his slew of does and do his thing. And I've had a lot of luck around the 15th to the 19th. Let's call it those days. I feel like these bucks, after they've had their way with a few of the ladies, um, I think they go and they revert back and they have to refuel. Focusing on a, a good food source during that time, which we're getting into you know, next week, is a very solid tactic. I think these field edges, you know, hunting hunting a good food source is going to be dynamite. Um, you know, obviously, with it being the rut, you know, like some of us want to hunt fields and some of us don't. But if you have a food plot or if you've got, you know, a good producing red oak or something of that nature, it can be an awesome time to capitalize on a buck. And I really try to focus on moving my cameras around. I know right now a lot of my cameras are on scrapes, but I try to focus on putting them in uh, where I've learned, you know, where these deer kind of transition into the fields. And there's a lot of defined areas that I've learned uh, recently that these deer will come from one end of the field and cross into the other end. And I've just picked this up this year, and this might be common knowledge, it might not, but I think this is a really cool, um, beneficial tactic for putting for camera placement. So if you have a field, all right, and there is a, a grass, let's call it like a drainage ditch, right? You've got these drainages. And if you're lucky enough where you've got like maybe a smaller field that's called like, let's call it 30 to 50 acres, okay? If you've got a good drainage ditch that comes out from, you know, one end of the field, I've learned that a lot of deer will take the edge of that little drainage. And then that, from that point across from there is where they will use to cross the field. Use that to your advantage and try to put a camera overlooking that spot. It's a great way to catch inventory on a lot of these bucks that are coming off of these does and you can kind of anticipate what they're going to be doing and where they're at in the rut. You know, in the past like few days, I've noticed a little bit of a downtick in mature buck movement on cameras and, and on the scrapes too. So that's kind of what's leading me to, to think that they're in that lockdown phase right now. Um, but I was thinking about that the other day and I'm like, man, that's, it's a pretty solid, uh, you know, little piece of, intel that i completely overlooked um and i hope that can help some of you guys as far as that goes i mean that's pretty much all that i've got for right now um we've got some great stuff coming up i'm gonna have garrett brenner on next week um garrett has had a phenomenal season uh, if you guys don't keep up with him his instagram is the modern assassin um and garrett has knocked down not only one, not only two, but three solid bucks this year. So really excited to have Garrett on. He's having a, a killer season. The dude is super down to earth and uh absolute killer. He lives up to his name. Um, I think that'll be a great podcast. We'll get into his success stories and kind of what he's been doing um, that's kind of been leading him to success. I've got a couple other 
uh, really good guys uh, lined up. I'm going to try to knock them out uh, as soon as I can. And moving forward, I'm going to try to go hunt out of state in Indiana here soon uh, with my good buddy Tyler Tuttrow. Um, we're going to we're gonna try and pound it out down there, or up there, I should say, and uh, get into some good good rut bucks and, and have some fun and I really, really feel like that's, that's, uh, you know, what this season's been about for me, uh, whether I punch my tag or not, um, I've had some phenomenal hunts. I've been having a ton of fun and that's really all I wanted out of this season. Um, if there's anything that you guys would like, you know, me to touch on or any specific guests that you'd like to hear from, I'd really like, uh, like to know about it. Let me know. Moving forward, I think it's gonna it's gonna be a great you know next couple weeks of season. Um, it's supposed to be some colder temps. Hopefully, we can get some snow. Uh, I would really like that. I, I know last year on opener rifle we had some snow and it, it really turned the deer on. So hang with us. Um, appreciate you guys tuning in today. I know this one was a little bit shorter and kind of all over the place with uh you know just rut stuff. But um, hope you're having a great season. And I appreciate y'all tuning in tonight. Thanks again for joining us today, guys. Really appreciate all of you out there. Want to give a huge thanks to our sponsors, Lone Wolf Custom Gear and Timberwolf Supply Company. We got a lot of great stuff coming down the line, like I was saying. Um, Working uh, with uh, Lone Wolf, we've got some some cool giveaways that are going to be coming up soon, so hang with us on that. If you guys need anything, uh, go over to LoneWolfCustomGear.com. Got all the stuff for your mobile hunting needs. I'm going to close today's segment out with a quote from Tommy Valentine. I really enjoy this, and uh, I've been saying it to myself a lot lately, so I hope you guys enjoy it. Be all in all the time. It's uh, really uh, been kind of beneficial to me like this season and just in life in general. It's like, just be all in, you know give everything your all you know there's no there's no such thing as failure if you're doing your best you know what i mean and uh i hope that you guys can apply that to your whitetail season appreciate you all joining us today and we'll catch up with you next week